0: Hi everybody, this is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This is a very special episode, (laughs) which I keep saying because every every episode lately has been special. We're trying to get you through the Olympics drought, which is almost over. Woohoo! But tonight we are doing something we've never done before, which is recapping a not Dateline episode. Something totally different.
1: Untrue. Oh, well, no,
0: you're right. We did it once before with the Lacey Peterson.
1: But that was still technically based off the Dateline episode. We did a compare and contrast. So you yes. are right. This is the first time that we've done fully. Yes. This has nothing to do with the Dateline episode.
0: Well, it did. it did inspire me. The Mystery Man episode from last week did inspire me because I was like, I saw something way crazier on ID Network that I want to talk about. Yeah. So... I mean, this is bananas, and it's it's not mystery man was bananas too, but this is way more bananas, I think
1: this takes it to another level,
0: so you liked it, and this is not a Sheila Davalou situation this is
1: absolutely not. I really enjoyed it, and Oliver watched it with me, and so I got his take on it, which was't he's a man of few words, but also made me look at him very closely, Ooh. and try to assess how well I know him, mm-hmm, because. Things know. aren't adding up. There's some things. There's some things we can discuss okay. as we go.
0: Um, should we start off by saying that we did miss a opportunity to scrutinize one of Dennis's quotes from last week in
1: the mystery man episode? I think so. This was brought I learned about it today on Twitter. But yes, no
0: two different people brought it to our attention on Twitter.
1: Did they? Okay, but I also, when I was editing the episode, I was like, What what? wait, what? It took me aback. And then neither of us had said anything about it.
0: It didn't even occur to me that there was something wrong with it because I take Dennis as his, he's a man of truth. He's a truth teller. So I would never second guess anything he says. No. But when he said it made her head spin like the dry cycle on a washer, yeah. I believe he said.
1: He said the dry cycle in a washer.
0: So people are questioning what the heck is a dry cycle on a washer. Exactly. I thought he meant like the spin. I thought it was called the spin dry cycle.
1: It's either called spin or spin cycle.
0: You're sure it's never called spin dry cycle?
1: I have not seen every washing machine ever. (laughs) I'm never in the market for a washing machine, so I've never actually gone and looked, but I think that pretty much it's called a spin, and you don't really think about that as a dry. It's kind of wringing out your clothes, right, but right. it's not drying them.
0: Right, but then I thought, what if it's a combo? In tiny houses, they have a washer-dryer combo. It's one unit. Now, usually you would say on a washer-dryer combo, but that takes the quote. It makes it too long.
1: It's too wordy. No, that honestly, it sounds, that sounds like sorcery. No, it's is. real.
0: It's in a tiny. It's in tiny houses.
1: I don't. That doesn't make sense with technology. That you're. It's wet and then it's dry. Those two things are opposite things. So how is one machine? Because it must have compartments. No, if it's there's wa-
0: no compartments. It wets it, washes it. Then it has a spin cycle where it whisks some of the water away. Then the heat comes on.
1: No, and that-
0: then the water, little water particles dry up. I'm telling you.
1: That sounds like a tiny house fire waiting to happen because no. <laughs> you can't have that. That doesn't work. Something you wet. You bought
0: me a wet, dry hair straightener.
1: Yeah, but that was kind of sorcery too. Boom. I didn't know that that would work. Did it ever work?
0: Yeah. I didn't really try it when it was off? wet. That's going to no, burn your hair off. I, didn't, I never tried it. I was too scared to try it when it
1: was wet. Because it can't work. If anybody out there uses a wet, uses I a wet, dry works. straightener. I think You bought anyone, it for me. Because you really wanted it, but are I feel you hoping like it... my
0: hair would fall off, like in those YouTube videos but when you someone's good... like curling their hair and then it just comes yeah, off? Those
1: are the best. I <laughs> wish there were more of those. There's only a couple of those fail videos with the makeup and so the hair, good. and I love them. And I've only ever seen two. I can't find more of those hair and makeup fails. They're um. fascinating.
0: It was on the new Will and Grace. Jack was like watching it on his phone laughing and Will's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm watching the fail videos where girls burn off parts of their hair. And then he's like, they're so sad.
1: They are or cutting their bangs and yeah. they just go straight out. Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah. So I think Dennis lives in a tiny house and he meant because he's super trendy.
1: Well, he's enough.
0: <laughs> he's not super trendy. What am I talking about? He's classic. So, yeah, I think we've gotten to the bottom of this enough. Uh, it makes no sense.
1: Okay, there. So, I was going to say hair. we didn't. We didn't. We just decided. It makes, it it makes it, no sense. Oh, we should also probably give credit. Quedit. Oh, my God.
0: was <laughs> <laughs> like your Donald Duck voice. Isn't that good? That's good, right?
1: Oh, my dad's was good. And he would never do it. It was so upsetting. You had to beg and beg and beg him to do it. And then he'd just do a teeny tiny bit. (sighs) Yeah, he was really good. It was really clear. Oh, frustrating. So it's
0: like my Cartman.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep.
0: Okay, good. Um, So this, what we're going to be talking about is called, it's an ID movie kind of special TV show. I thought it was a series. I thought there were going to be lots of them. But then I found out it was a movie, kind of a one-off.
1: Special report.
0: Okay. It's called He Lied About
1: Everything, and he did. It's very literal. There's no, no. two bones about this title. It's, that's, yeah.
0: But I kind of like it better than the other, the Dateline titles when they just go, betrayal.
1: Okay. I I think for, for this segment, we should do, uh, for this show, we should have a segment that is, what would Dateline have named this episode? Right, right. Okay.
0: Okay, so this is about a woman named Benita Alexander. She is an Emmy Award winning investigative producer for NBC. So in 2013, she was doing a story for NBC on regenerative medicine. And she has to interview this super surgeon guy, Dr. Paolo Maccherini. I think that's how you say it. He is foreign He Mm -hmm. lives in Barcelona, but he travels all over the world. And he's a rock star surgeon, world famous. He is a professor at the Institute that gives the Nobel Prize in medicine. He speaks six languages. He is a charming, handsome, silver fox type guy.
1: Yeah, George Clooney type guy.
0: Not as cute as George Clooney, but...
1: No, but I see she used that comparison and it made sense. I was like, okay.
0: Especially because he's so brilliant and is so... Accomplished. Accomplished.
1: Would he be considered an established man?
0: He would be so established he would not go on establishedmen.com.
1: Okay.
0: So the thing that he does that is revolutionizing medicine is he implants these plastic tracheas that are made out of literally plastic, like Coke bottles, plastic. They are bathed in the patient's stem cells. Then he puts them in the person's body and the cells regenerate and it becomes part of the person's body. So if they don't have a working windpipe, he can make them one. He's done it on like eight people and they're saying it will revolutionize medicine because then they could make synthetic organs for everybody. Everyone that's on a heart transplant list, a liver transplant, kidney transplant, all of those people could be saved with fake organs, which would change medicine. It would be like curing cancer. It would be huge if what he's saying works. So Benita and Paolo, they meet, they fall in love at first sight. They try to fight it because it's not professional because she's doing a story about him. He's in the middle of a divorce. She's divorced already. She has a nine-year-old daughter. Her ex-husband is dying of brain cancer. And she confides in Paolo. They become close. He helps her grieve through it, and they become a couple. Then she gets really sick with fibroid tumors and needs surgery and is told she might have cancer. So she's super vulnerable at this point. Um, She's worried her child is going to lose both of her parents. Paolo treats her like Cinderella. He takes her on a trip to Venice. Fancy, fancy schmancy dinners, boat rides. They even go to Venice and they do that thing with the locks on that bridge Yeah, where you do the locks. Is that Venice? Where is that? um,
1: Rome? I thought it was Paris.
0: No, I don't think it's Paris. Okay. That he treats her to like shopping sprees, jewelry, poems, flowers, so many trips. It's like, do they work? Every 5 seconds they're on vacation it seems like in all of these videos. Um, so she has this sassy friend Nancy, and she introduces Paolo to him, and she she's like this is my prince charming. Now Nancy's take is She thought she was in one of those commercials, he's the most interesting man in the world.
1: I love Nancy.
0: (laughs) She thought he was perfect. Just a catch. All of her friends
1: did. I gotta say, just hands down, right now, straight up front, all of Benita's friends are amazing.
0: They are real. They're funny.
1: They're great ladies. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to She has really good friends. Yeah, Yeah. she she won the friend lottery.
0: Yeah. So he treats all of her friends to these big grand dinners. He pays the bill. He cooks for them. They call him Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Right. He's just that sort of person. So then she finally introduces him to her daughter at a Michelin star restaurant. And the daughter orders something that's like $350 on the menu. That's amazing. the daughter loves him. She starts to get really attached to him. Her own father has died four months ago. This little girl is nine. Um, they traveled to Moscow and she was in pain because of her fibroids surgery. And it turns out her incision was infected and he does surgery in the hotel room and pus oozes out. And she said it was really gross. I kind of want to hear more about
1: it. I know. I, like I couldn't believe she described it. I couldn't I believe know. it when she said, and there was green. And I was like, what? It was green. Yeah. But I can't believe he did surgery on her in a hotel. Let's get back to that. She's like, give me a glass of wine.
0: Yeah. And he like drains the incision.
1: Also, not wine. Wife. You need like Everclear. You need the hardest alcohol you get. Wine is not a- going to cut it if you're no. getting cut into without anesthesia and you're having yeah. infection. You I need- hope he
0: sterilized his instruments with something. I don't think he had instruments with him. I think he used like a knife from the... No, he
1: used the kitchen scissors.
0: Oh God!
1: Or like manicure scissors. No, but anyways, I was just shocked. I was like, really, not whiskey, wine,
0: wine. That's the kind of gal she is, though. She, I think she's constantly. But this like, is wine not a normal.
1: Yeah, but this is not a normal. No, I'm gonna this have is... brunch. I need a glass. You of do a wine. shot. Yeah, Someone you do five shots to me.
0: Yeah, Paolo proposes to her um, on Christmas, but he didn't seem to actually propose to her. Did you notice that he's filming her and he gives her the ring? this box, and she's like, kind of knows what it is, and she's getting nervous, and she opens the box, and she's just staring at it, laughing, and he says, do you get it?
1: Do you know what that is? Yeah, or do something? you know,
0: yeah, and then they were engaged.
1: Uh, yeah, it was confusing, because it doesn't look like a traditional engagement ring either, no. so I would be very confused. If someone yeah. said, do you know what this is, I would be like, a promise ring?
0: Yeah, and he never says the words, no. so... It's very strange, but they're engaged. I
1: have to say the words. What is that? That's Brian Adams. Oh, sorry. I felt like people wanted more singing in the episodes, so I thought. Yeah, I'd... they did.
0: That's what all the Twitter comments have been saying. It's just more the... singing. Oh,
1: more, more singing. Less. Talking. I've had
0: to start deleting them. That's why you don't see them on the feed because oh, I what started I deleting because there were so many, like spamming us with more singing, please. I know. So it's we're the... coming out with an album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they go on family vacations together. The daughter loves him. He does the thing where he puts the flower petals in a heart on the bed, which, do you like that? To me, that's really cheesy.
1: No, I don't like it. I don't like the rose petals leading to the bed with the heart on. I can't. Do you know what made me happy is yesterday, Oliver had to go get bread really quick, and he went out and got bread really fast. Then in the cupboard, when I opened the cupboard, there was a host's cupcakes in the That's cupboard. Nice. So he had grabbed a hostess cupcake at the counter when he got the yeah. bread. That is better to me than a bread with hearts on it.
0: Way better. Yeah, hidden I cupcakes. Agree. Win. So Benita sends out a save the date for the wedding. They're getting married in Italy. Paolo says he wants to do all the planning and surprise her with this dream wedding. He really wants to get married in the Catholic Church, but the problem is they're both divorced. But Paolo has a way around that. Dun, 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 dun. The Pope. Yes, you heard me right. The Pope. Paolo says that Pope Francis will marry them because Paolo is his personal doctor, which he had never told Benita before because it was top secret. And he says he's part of a group of doctors who cater to VIPs around the world, like Obama and Hillary Clinton. They kind of fly around this group of doctors and treat the most important people in the world.
1: But isn't he a thoracic surgeon? Isn't he a thoracic surgeon? Like, he only does the throat stuff, right?
0: I would think they kind of make it sound like he's a general practitioner. That's what he's... Unless what someone has those, I don't know. But that seems Maybe to me like a red... Maybe that's why it's a group of doctors.
1: This seems like a red flag, though. There you are many red saying? flags, but yeah. But this, this seems like one where it'd be like, why are you a personal physician to someone when you're a specialty surgeon.
0: No, maybe the team is comprised of surgeons covering all body parts. You know what I'm saying? So it's like
1: like a 20-person team.
0: Exactly. And there's one for each part, maybe. It doesn't seem very practical, though, because what if you're off catering to the Pope and then Obama gets problems with his windpipe and then you got to fly back? It seems like, why would these VIPs want to share doctors? because it's secretive, I guess, and they could trust them and they don't know what doctors to trust. But I would think they should find one doctor locally that would always be near them that they could trust. Makes sense. You know, I won't don't want to share my doctor with the pope. That's a long flight back if I need help, you know? Yeah. So, he shows Benita photos. This was so interesting of like surgical procedures. A, why is he taking pictures during surgical procedures? They always and do. He, with his cell phone.
1: Medical yes. proof? No. Okay. I could no, be wrong. It didn't surprise didn't me. Right. So, okay.
0: Well, what surprises me is he says, see that person that I'm doing surgery on right there? That's Obama. That's Barack Obama right there. You just can't see his face. Then I'm doing surgery on him right well, now.
1: Well, you're, you're probably not taking a cell phone shot of you doing surgery on Obama.
0: Unless you're like woo, like selfie while he's out. Yeah. You do a selfie with Barack Obama while he's passed out. Me and the, the bombs. <laughs> Me and Bo. He 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 abbreviated everyone just their initials. So he'd be like, I have to go see Bo. I have to go see BC, who's Bill Clinton. Um. So he says the Pope wants to marry them. A because he's his doctor and he wants to thank him. B the Pope wants to move the church publicly towards accepting divorcees he wants to change you know he's very progressive this new pope and he wants to move the platform further so he wants to do a big public wedding between two divorced people so paulo says you won't hear about it in the news because the vatican's only going to announce it the day before the wedding because it's going to be so secret so controversial too that the catholic church would do this Some of Benita's friends are skeptical, but he wins them over. He convinces them. One friend says, yeah, it sounds crazy what he's saying, but it sounds even crazier that someone would make this up.
1: That's a good point.
0: So that's why she believes it. Who would lie about this? So it must be true, even though it sounds insane. So she's going to get a dress for the wedding. Paolo says the sky's the limit. So she's designing a dress with the designer who's this really, really sweet gay guy. And that's only relevant because it becomes relevant later. He and his husband do this dress designing. So she tells this, this designer that she's getting married by the Pope. And he's like, what? So Paolo says that the wedding RSVP list is getting huge. Presidents, dignitaries, Elton John. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, she's gonna ride in a horse and carriage with the Pope to the ceremony. And then Andrew, how do you say his name? Andrea Bocelli. Andrea Bocelli is gonna sing as she walks down the aisle. It's literally the dream of most girls everywhere. Paolo says he's trying to keep everything a secret, but then he keeps spilling all the details to her, like there's going to be meals at the Vatican, they're going to have to set up meetings with Swiss guards for security reasons, and he's texting her things like BC is so excited for the wedding, and BC is Bill Clinton. The one guest they argue about is Vladimir Putin, because she doesn't want him at the wedding, but he says he has to invite him because he's doing this big Russian medical thing. Okay. She orders the invitations. She spends $10,000 on the invitations. (gasps) How much did you spend on your invitations?
1: Uh, $10,000.
0: Yeah, that seems right.
1: That wasn't our budget for the whole wedding. No.
0: (laughs) So Paolo says he's going to reimburse her the invitations. They're lambskin. They're embossed. And then they're wrapped in... In lambskin. In lambskin. That's disgusting. So the
1: softest leather. Possible. Yeah, that's nasty. It's super thin and like... Uh. You wouldn't even know. If you'd got it, you'd be like, what is this material? And it's then like I'd velvet. i burn
0: my hands off. Then why not just use velvet and then that's no animals little, have to get hurt? It's a little traumatic.
1: <laughs> the The invitations I really wanted, though, were velvet. Remember, I looked mm-hmm. forever to try to find velvet flocked invitations because I'm annoying like that. And... How much would those have cost? Enough that I didn't want to buy them. Yeah.
0: Paolo surprises all of her friends that when they go to Italy for this big wedding weekend, they're all going to be staying in this castle that he is renting out and paying for. And then he surprises her by learning how to salsa dance for the wedding. He's been taking lessons. He also has a solo piano performance piece that he's going to do at the wedding, and he's practicing for hours on the piano. She's gonna dance with the Pope, and then the Pope—does the Pope dance? The Pope is gonna hand her over to Paolo on the dance floor, and each one of these parts of the wedding has different dress changes. So now there's multiple dresses, and the total is coming to like thirty thousand dollars on the dresses, which actually did not shock me that much because I it watched was only Seas- thirty thousand. Yeah, and oh. I watched Say Yes to the Dress, and I've seen fifty thousand for like two dresses. Oh, absolutely! And I've seen thirty thousand on one dress.
1: But then also, did you get to? Were you going to talk about the part where he wants to rip the skirt? Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: describe it.
1: So they're, I guess, the, this elaborate first dance that they're doing. He wants her to be able to do a spin, and she's in sort of a ball gown type skirt. And then as she's spinning, he grabs the edge and tears it away to reveal a shorter dress underneath. And then that outer skirt is tossed aside. It's the, it's the, I don't. It's so short that the dress
0: designer says she's going to be wearing like, not spanks, but like some sort of those kind of undergarments that you would wear if you were a cheerleader or something. And they're going to be bedazzled in shiny and jewels
1: the Pope is not going to be a part of this dance. You have a tear. If you have a tearaway item, of I didn't clothing, even think of that. If you have a tearaway,
0: even think of that. The
1: Pope is not touching that. Also, I it's was really so
0: short. You can almost see her, her the, Clovis. Let me,
1: let me just say that in regards to wedding dress fashion, a lot of times I would guess Kate Middleton had sleeves at her wedding, probably for a very specific reason. Yeah, Because churches have rules. If you're being yeah. buried in the Vatican, I didn't see any of her dresses with sleeves. No. I, I am guessing that dress would need to be extremely modest, no sort of low neckline, mm-hmm. and no upper arms. That's she a good point. She would need to have a sleeve on that dress or a bolero or something. I feel like that's another red flag. Somebody should have picked up on that. That's just what I would say. No,
0: and that's a really good point, and I didn't even think about it, that wouldn't the there is a point when she's meeting with the dress designers, they become like best friends, her and the yeah. dress designer Matthew. and her husband. And they have many sessions over wine, late night sketching sessions. Yeah. And at one point he asks her, is anyone at the wedding, your relatives going to be very conservative? But no one thinks to go... Well, the Pope is going to be there. Well, the
1: Vatican. I think there are rules for covering up to go into the Vatican. I think there are dress codes for these sort of things. I I don't know. I'm not Catholic. There's no way. Right.
0: Um, Paolo tells the dress designers that he was having lunch with the Pope, as one does. Just casual lunch. I don't know what the Pope eats. Cobb salad? (laughs) I think a cob salad.
1: Um, A hoagie? No, I um, think
0: cob salad or tomato soup and grilled cheese.
1: Which which? What's which which? You don't know about which which? What's which which? It's a sandwich place. Oh, okay. So
0: he tells the dress designers that the Pope wants to in addition to publicly marrying two divorced people, he also wants to grant I don't know the type, the word, give communion. Yeah, perform that's communion on a gay couple as a way of the church making a statement that gay people are now accepted into the church
1: that is not this is
0: and he wants to do it at the wedding of the two divorced people so the pope just wants to knock out all of these traditions yeah. like one foul swoop one day he's like boom we are now in the 21st century yeah okay So Paolo suggested to the Pope, let's do these dress designers, this very nice gay couple. And they are floored, like near tears, because in their minds, like the one dress designer was not accepted by his parents when he came out. And then imagine, fast forward, he's in front of the world being given communion by the Pope. And and the other one is like, think of every gay kid out there that's watching that doesn't feel supported by his family and he's being on the world stage the pope is saying we love you we accept you i mean that would be incredible and the biggest honor it would would. be the biggest thing that happened in their lives this is where some of her friends start to get a little questioning it seems like a little far a little much
1: a bridge too far
0: a bridge that he would be allowed to do that I mean it would be a controversy. Yeah. Just the just the divorced people, let alone the gay communion.
1: Do you feel like Paolo was watching the Pope on HBO and mm-hmm. just had a totally different scenario for this Pope? And was like, oh, this is like Jude Law. No, it's not. <laughs> Dummy.
0: Benita is so involved with the wedding that she gives her notice. At her job at NBC, she pulls her daughter out of school because they're getting ready to move to Europe to be with him after the wedding. But then things start to go downhill in Paolo's career. And this is like a few months before the wedding. Six of the eight trachea patients that he performed on surgery on have died. There's only two that are alive. And so these four scientists are kind of whistleblowers and they're starting to investigate. They know synthetic material, plastic material, can never turn into human tissue. It just doesn't make sense. So they start to realize that a bunch of papers that he had published were filled with falsified data. Paolo says it's a witch hunt because the other doctors are jealous that he's so famous and so accomplished. And Anytime you're being innovative in medicine, people are going to try to take you down. But he's Mm -hmm. acting depressed and distant. Benita's sister-in-law catches him crying one time. He's getting upset. It's now three months before the wedding. The wedding plans are getting even more extravagant. The wedding weekend is going to be kicked off at these ancient Roman ruins or something at this cocktail party party where there's going to be a private performance by Elton John. So, Benita's friends and her her brother and his wife, they're freaking out. The wife is hysterical. She's like, "We're just normal people." Like, what she's like, "What if I fall down? What if I trip and fall down in front of Elton John?" She says, "I'm also just hoping like, who's Benita going to sit me next to? Please let it be David Beckham. Please let it be David Beckham.
1: She's oh just God.
0: so pumped. but She's nervous. She's yeah. like, it's like a royal wedding. Um, on Benita's last day at NBC, an investigator that has been investigating Paolo concludes that he is guilty of scientific misconduct. And that comes out the same day that's her last day at her job. And Benita, of course, is like, what about our wedding? So- yeah. Next day is her first day being unemployed. She goes to the spa to relax with her friends. This was one of the most memorable moments for me because I can't (laughs) even imagine. She's at the spa with her friends. She goes outside after she turns her phone back on. She gets a message from a friend saying the Pope has released his travel schedule and he's going to be in South America the date of the wedding and people are starting to ask questions this is her colleague who's like what should i say
1: it makes my hands sweat yeah you would just be like wait what? what 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 and you
0: just come out you turn your phone on and you get this right. message and it's like so benita calls paolo and he says it must be a mistake it's it's not it's all top secret don't worry i'll figure it out so he flies to the vatican to talk to the pope
1: Good and Lord. then
0: he starts texting her back what's going on Apparently, they are being stabbed in the back by the old Pope, the retired Pope Benedict. A old because Benny. Old Benny, because he is sad that they didn't invite him. <laughs> and B because they're divorcees, so he and he's shocked by that and scandalized. So he is making the travel arrangements so that the Pope Francis will not be able to do the wedding. Underhandedly, he's a saboteur. <laughs> he's a saboteur of the wedding because he's feels slighted that he didn't get an invite, and also because they're divorcees and he doesn't think the church should do that. So what's weird is Paolo's texting this, and then he uses a sad face emoji. He's literally texting Old Pope is so pissed that we didn't invite him. Sad face. It's like you're talking about the Pope? And you're using a sad face emoji. It just seems so weird in your texting. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It's Discussions bad. about
0: the Pope should not involve emojis. Just no emojis. No. No just emojis. Normal for...
1: punctuation and correct grammar.
0: Yeah, and maybe an email and not a text or a phone call. Texting yeah. doesn't seem right, like you are so bummed about Pope. You
1: know? It's yeah, like... it
0: <laughs> So the wedding is now two months out, and Benita is starting to freak even more. She still hasn't met Paolo's grown children, red flag, and they start fighting a lot, long distance. But Paolo keeps saying the Pope is still going to marry him some them somehow. He's going to figure it out. And if not, they'll just have a private ceremony and it'll still be great. So she decides to have her and her friends make some calls. This would so be us. We would have done this a long time ago, though, I think. Yeah we would have done this at the first mention of the Pope.
1: Yeah, and I don't think either one of us would be able to give up the control of, no, you're not going to just handle this with the Vatican. Right. I'm I'm coming in. She just sort of let him have control of that whole aspect in the list and all this stuff and like and I just, all the
0: wedding plans really yeah he'll, he'll say well i've planned a brunch for this day then there's a cocktail hour then we're doing a wine tasting then we're going to go on a tour this day he has everything planned but she never gets to go to those places or hear or talk to anybody yeah
1: no i would not but she thinks
0: it's romantic but i don't really want to plan a wedding so i would be okay with someone else planning it but when these things became so grand i would definitely have questions
1: yeah. Like, okay. get
0: the effing Pope on the phone now. I want to prove that he's real.
1: I, I would like to see that moment. Get the effing Pope on the phone right <laughs> now. now or I'm leaving.
0: But that would be my, um, my real housewife intro. I'd be like, I'm the- Kimberly, and I want the effing Pope on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd do a dramatic spin, hand on hip.
1: It's called a twirl. But yes. Sorry, twirl, hand it on hip. Be, yes, hand on yeah. hip.
0: So her and her friend start calling. The friend calls the castle where everyone is supposed to be staying, where he has rented out this castle for everyone to stay at. They say they don't know anything about the wedding, and they've never heard of Paolo. So the friend calls Benita and tells her this. She's in a drugstore. I want to think it's CVS, because that's where the mixers are, and that's where Liam gets his herpes medication.
1: Or amoxicillin. We don't know. Or
0: amoxicillin. Um, I don't know why you think that's better. It's still an STD medication.
1: Amoxicillin.
0: Well, I don't know what you, sort of infection you think he has. Like Any a sinus infection. infection?
1: Any infection.
0: But it's much funnier if he has an STD than a yeah. sinus infection or strep throat or something.
1: What if he has a really bad sinus infection?
0: Then so it's he's like, like got
1: me. A <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> okay, sorry.
0: So I'm picturing Benita on at the CVS, like buying mixers. Okay, and her cranberry she, juice. Yeah, so she gets the call, and from the friend who says they've never heard of him, the they don't have a rental for a wedding. Benita just sits down on the floor of the drugstore and just starts crying.
1: Yeah, that seems like, right
0: it's that's exactly what i would do
1: no just opens like a bag of hershey's cookies and cream and just starts like the mini the snack yes. size just And the, the, leaving
0: the wrappers all over the floor
1: yeah pops open a jug of wine we're good yeah. and they're like ma'am ma'am minute. are you
0: okay <laughs> I'm, no, fine. I'm fine can you bring just me some gonna... fritos <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna sit here in the corner of the cvs it's fine so she confronts Paolo, he says, of course, no one is telling you that they have a wedding rented there. It's top secret because (sighs) the Pope, the security is so intense. They've been told, never admit, even if under you're being tortured, don't admit that there's a wedding scheduled here because it's so top secret. And he says, you're asking too many questions. She's like, what, what does that mean? And then he breaks it to her. Can can I say it? I don't know why you're pointing at me. Oh, sorry. Dateline Are you giving t- me permission no, to that's say the, it?
1: That's the Dateline title. Too many questions. That's all oh, I wanted to say. Oh, too many sorry. questions. It's just like that. With, that's it. We got it. Nailed it. I knew it would come. Okay. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so the, he says the secret network of doctors that he's a part of is actually run by the CIA. And, and... He's a trained sniper. So this, for some reason, Benita has been a okay with everything up until now. But when she hears CIA and trained sniper, she's like, oh my God, he's crazy. He's a pathological liar. He's obviously lying.
1: Because that's a black flag. That's not a red flag. (laughs) We're through purple. Like the purple flags have happened where the black flag... Drop the mic. You're done.
0: Isn't Black Flag a? um,
1: It's a punk group.
0: Is it also not a pest control? Sometimes spray. This yeah. This is too much. She laughs out loud. Wouldn't you laugh if someone's like, "I'm a train sniper."
1: (laughs) I laughed when a guy that I ended up dating for quite a while, but he said, "Yeah, I'm a DJ," and I started laughing.
0: (laughs) Well, that's just hilarious. And I said,
1: "You're not a DJ." And he got really upset with me. It turns out later, I, when the first time I went to his apartment, I saw these big decks, these record decks. I was uh-huh. like, oh, you oh are okay, a DJ. so maybe you are a DJ. But I laughed in his face. I was like, <laughs> sure you are. Because in L.A., you have to laugh if someone says they're a DJ. Yes. Like, okay.
0: But that's more plausible, at least, than I'm a train sniper. She calls, Benita calls a private investigator immediately. And he thinks, well, this guy could be mob." related he Mm. could be a foreign spy because Mm -hmm. he speaks six languages he literally travels all over the world constantly he's traveling in different countries and that's true you can see him on the news in all these different countries doing his procedures because he is a world famous doctor
1: but he can't be a spy because he's going on shows like she was producing for nbc (laughs) talking about how he's this specialized surgeon well it's
0: a it's a that's his cover story. His cover story is that he's a famous Sweet surgeon. Lord. Okay. And he's actually a spy. So the investigator does some more phone calls, finds out the caterer was never booked, the location was never booked, the whole wedding, sham, not happening. And this is now 39 days before the wedding. So she has to send an email out to everyone canceling the wedding. She makes it very vague. She says, due to personal reasons, please respect our privacy. She does have a paragraph in there, which I thought was nice, that says, we cannot even begin to, you know, say how sorry we are for the personal expense you guys have all put in for spending a trip to Italy. To Italy. And your trips are probably non-refundable. And so we're really sorry. Hopefully it didn't break the bank for anybody. But no,
1: they used it. Right? Oh, you're going to get to that. Sorry.
0: Well, yes. So, yes. But Um, still, they wouldn't have gone otherwise. Like, they can't afford just a trip to Italy. Just a trip
1: to Italy. Yeah, they were probably using it as a reason to go.
0: So, people assume that she's canceling the wedding so that he can focus on this medical investigation that's going on. Mm -hmm. And Benita starts to do more investigating. She reaches out to a contact at the White House. Because remember, she works at NBC. She's in investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. And she, this person confirms Bill Clinton does not know Paolo, has never met Paolo. And Paolo had said they were like really close friends. She gets the Vatican to confirm that he was never the Pope's doctor. Wow. She takes her jewelry. You, I know you loved this part. I did. She, she takes her jewelry to get appraised. And it's all fake. The guy is looking at the engagement ring. And he says, it's probably worth maybe $1,000. And she says, do you know how much he told me it was worth?
1: And the how guy's much? like,
0: no, what? And she goes, $100,000. And the jeweler starts laughing. Wow. He just can't believe it. So every all of it was fake. Costume jewelry, basically. Earrings that were supposed to be really rare from Greece, from like, right. you know, right. and it's all fake. She asked Paolo to reimburse her for the 50,000 that she spent on the wedding so far, and he says he can't, he's broke because he's already spent 2 million dollars on the wedding. And there's been a lot of cancellation fees. The caterer screwed him over with the cancellation fees and the location. Meanwhile, she knows that there was no caterer ever booked and the location was never booked. So on the the week of the wedding, she and her friends all go to Italy. They have their tickets. They're going to do a girl's trip and have fun. And a lot of her friends decide to do the same thing. Like we have these tickets We're just going to go. But her and her friends are going to do some have a girl adventure, but they're also going to do some investigating while they're there.
1: So is she broken up with him at this point?
0: Well, no, they're still in communication. He kind of seems to think that she doesn't know everything's fake and she's kind of playing along, I think. And he says that they've just postponed the wedding, that they will eventually get married once his name has been cleared. Because his name is being dragged through the mud in these medical investigations. That's the story he's sticking to. And I think she is just like, I don't even know what's true and what's not. But she's still talking to him. They're still texting and stuff like that. They go to all these wedding venues where everything was supposed to take place. No one's heard of him. No one has a wedding booked. Her friends have her put on the red dress. That was one of the dresses that she was going to change into. And do like a pose outside for the wedding which is really sad that's sad i I think she felt like she was taking back control but to me it just seemed really sad and a bad idea yeah because she totally starts crying the bells of the church start ringing and he had said they would be ringing for her really sad. but this is when the friends asked the question which i've been dying to ask is what the hell was he gonna do when it came to the wedding was he gonna start a fight with her and cancel the wedding the morning of? Was he just not going to show up and leave her at this location where they don't even know she's supposed to be there? Yeah, exactly. What was the plan? What was the end game here? They have hundreds of people flying to Italy that are going to be there waiting outside the doors. Where's this wedding? Right. How far was he going to let it go? It's like on Seinfeld when George tries to prove to his in-laws that he has um, a beach house. They know he doesn't have a beach house because Elaine told them he doesn't have a beach house and she tells him, I told them you don't have a beach house. And he said, but they called me. They want to go to the beach house. They're calling me on it. And he's like, they're liars. And she's like, but you lied first. And he's like, but I'm going to go take this to the end. How far are we going to take this? I'm going to take this. So he takes them in the car and they're driving and they're like, tell us about the house. And he's describing all the rooms. He's like, there's a solarium and there's horses. And it's like, who's going to break first? Who's gonna? So they finally pull up and there's no beach house. Then they're like, Where is it? And he's like, It's a little bit of a walk over the hill. Okay, let's walk. Oh
1: my God. Let's
0: go. And they're walking. And finally he's like, There's no beach house. There was never a beach house. And they're like, We know. Then why did we do this? Do you see what I'm saying? I see exactly it's what you're insane. saying.
1: Yeah, it's insane.
0: So what was Paolo's plan? I think he probably was going to fake a f- fight, fake his own death. I have no idea. Cancel the wedding the day before, I bet, when people were already there. Or did he in his mind think he could just get it together and actually make this stuff happen? He could actually
1: get the pope. Fake someone to be the pope. Get a pope impersonator. A pope lookalike. I, maybe. Maybe.
0: Is he like a pathological liar that thinks he could actually make it happen? With he the really pope. could conv- convince the real pope. Yeah, but he could do that. He he thinks he's somehow going to make it happen, and is actually shocked the day of when it didn't right. come together.
1: Well, this is the narcissist. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: kind of what I think. So, her and her friends go to his Barcelona house. She's never been let into this house. Dying to know what's inside but this that house. this is the house
1: that they're supposed to move into once they're married.
0: Right. But she's right. never been allowed in. She thinks there might be medical records that prove stuff. She doesn't know. She suspects there's another woman. She doesn't know. So she's too freaked out to go inside the house. She's sitting in the car with a blonde wig on to wear a disguise. And her friends go and she's watching them. Her friends go to the door. And he answers the door, even though he had told her he was in Russia at that time. And she's so upset about the Russian lie, but that was such a small lie compared to everything else. Mm -hmm. But she's like, he was supposed to be in Russia. I'm like, he said he knew the Pope and Bill Clinton, but you're mad that he's not. Okay, fine. So... They try to get invited into the house, the friends. They try to make small talk. They give him wine, like, we're so sorry about the wedding. We wanted to stop by. They're hoping that he'll invite them in. But he won't invite them in. He's trying to get rid of them. They see a woman at the house and children. Uh. And this is not the woman that he had said he had just divorced. This is a different woman. And there's kids there. So Benita is freaking out in the blonde wig and it's in the, all the previews. She's in the car crying, cussing, screaming, flipping off the camera, like shaking her head and she's wearing this crazy blonde wig. That's the preview moment that they they always showed. For, and I was like, oh, I got to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then she's watching him go inside with the kids and the woman and she sees him dump the wine in the garbage that friends brought. Is that not just so That's rude? That's horrible. Yeah. That is, I can accept everything else, huh. but that is not acceptable. That's rude if someone gives you a gift. Benita flies home, and she's kind of at a loss. She spent $50,000 of her own money. She has quit her job. She has no benefits now. She took her child out of school. She's a single mom. She's at a loss. Then she finds out that Paolo was still actually married to his first wife. He never got that divorce, so he couldn't have legally married her anyways. It's just... Wow. I mean, and then she finds out that besides her and the wife and the woman at the house with the kids, there are other women and kids. She has no idea how many. The dress designer, the poor gay couple, they are devastated. Yeah. And they worked for six months on this dress, on all these dresses. They thought they were going to be, you know, uh, what's world it, famous? World famous. Gay acceptance in the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Every it's heartbreaking. Yeah, everyone is really devastated that he became so close to her daughter, that he right. made the daughter who had just lost her father treat him like a new father, That's and horrible. then is now he's gone again. He knew he was lying the whole time, and he won over this nine-year-old girl. Yeah. So Benita starts looking. She wants to expose him. She starts looking into his medical practices. She puts her investigative journalist hat on. She reaches out to the medical university where he teaches. She does a Vanity Fair article, and Vanity Fair starts digging into it. They find out that he's falsified a lot of his resume. Wow. Then there's these Swedish filmmakers, this hot Swedish guy. And he is doing a documentary about Paolo wanting to expose him. And he interviews those four whistleblowers. Apparently one of the patients that had the surgery would cough up pieces because the insides, the plastic trachea had rotted inside their body. Um, And there was one girl that was a little toddler and she was basically a guinea pig and still there's only two people that are alive and then another one of them dies. So now there's only one one out of the eight that's still alive. Paolo is fired and he's called the biggest medical fraud in history. The Nobel Prize judges are fired over this scandal. Good. It's cra- like how high up this goes is mm-hmm. insane. They're now investigating him for manslaughter. So Benita goes to Europe to talk to those whistleblowers. The so one of these girls who was like a teenager, she had had the trachea put in. She need, it, be, it became so infected and such a mess, she needed 190 surgical procedures to try to fix it. She had her stomach removed, her right lung removed. The, her insides, every part had had surgery on them, were mutilated because of trying to fix what he did. Then one of the whistleblowers realizes that he didn't do any animal testing on this procedure. He had said he did it on pigs, but he didn't. He was practicing on people. And then when it didn't work, he kept doing it. He knew it was failing each time and he would still put it in the next patient and the next patient. It's unbearable the suffering that these people had.
1: Absolutely. So
0: Benita stakes out where she thinks he's going to be next. And she's wearing a wig again, a better wig.
1: It was a nice wig, actually.
0: It was. She also hires a motorcycle guy to give chase.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: In case, I, I don't know who before. he, who does he work for? I don't understand. Well,
1: no, is I think it's a... just easier because I'm sure he has a town car or something driving him around, a driver. Oh, so, so
0: she would jump on the motorcycle. No,
1: no. It would just be so that if she couldn't talk to him because where is he? Is it the consulate? Because she's just trying to confront him at this point. Right.
0: She just wants to talk to him.
1: And so they have a motorcycle standing by because he's supposed to be there for this appointment. Basically, if he's able to dodge her and get into his car and go away, a motorcycle is much faster. Right, to be but able what are they going to gonna do? Him. No, they're just going to go to his next location. Then the motorcycle is going to radio back and be like, "He's here." They're oh. just going to. She wanted to confront him, period. But she needed a point of origin of where he was, and she knew he had that appointment. I think so she even, was
0: going to hop on the motorcycle, the back of the motorcycle guy. And chase down his car so she could yell at the car.
1: Maybe, but I don't think so. I think it was more just keep eyes on him. And a motorcycle is way easier to keep eyes on someone because you can get in and out of traffic. It's much harder so, to lose a but motorcycle. Is this just
0: like some random guy on a motorcycle or is he like a security guy that she's hired?
1: Yeah, he's a security guy that she's hired. He he's must someone have a
0: security background.
1: She put up a thing on Craigslist. I'm looking for motorcycle <laughs> security. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably someone the private investigator knew.
0: That's true. Although they're now in a different country. But that investigator seemed like he had his finger on the pulse. I just didn't know if the motorcycle was gonna like pull up in front of the car and stop no, it no, like no, a police chase. You're That's... thinking
1: about that way too much. No, it's literally <laughs> just to keep eyes on him. Yeah.
0: Oh, so he doesn't show up at this place. She yeah, doesn't show up. Minute. So she's standing there like a sad little girl, stood up at homecoming with her wig on. It's just very sad. It's just. It is sort of sad. It's sad. So she finds out he's gotten a job doing research in Russia and she goes to track him down. Why these Russians have hired him, I don't know. He's still well, I'm not, are his you way in the medical no profession. No one's surprised that the Russians no one, okay. are hiring him. So she goes to Russia. She finds the Russian dance teacher that he had been taking lessons with and this guy's real. He knows Paolo, so she's thrilled that someone was actually real. So he was training for the wedding, and the guy's like, no, I didn't know that he was getting married. He was here with this other lady every time. So he was taking another woman to these dance lessons, not saying that it was for – it's like the cuts just get deeper and deeper.
1: Do you want an extra one right now? Yeah. You do? Yeah, Before the end? Do you know about the piano? No. After everything's over, she sells a lot of stuff, and she puts the piano up on Craigslist, and a woman buys it because he'd bought the piano to practice on for to, to play the wedding, whatever he was going to also play at the wedding uh-huh. and um, strangely, Benita becomes really good friends with the woman who bought the piano. They become really close and they like hang out, and go to dinner, and they go to va- on vacation together, and on, oh my gosh, and on one of their vacations, the woman says, "I have to tell you something about that piano. Do you know that it plays itself?" yeah it has pre-recorded songs in the piano and it it plays itself
0: are you kidding me I am not
1: kidding you that's in the extra there's an for everybody that doesn't know there's this movie and then there's a few extra little sections that it's an inside look so it's a little bit more detail um she just answers questions from an interviewer I only watched
0: one of them But that's one of the bits. So she said he spent hours in her apartment and she would watch him practicing the piano so that he could play this song at the wedding. And it was a piano. Oh, my gosh. I know. What is wrong with this person?
1: He's a piece of human garbage. He needs to get thrown away. Was he going
0: to bring that piano to the wedding? Was he going to just sit down and it's literally a game of chicken? No, he
1: never knew there was. He knew there wasn't going to be a wedding.
0: I still think he might have somehow thought it was magically going to come together.
1: I think that we just have to. When you're done with the recap, I think the biggest question on all this is why. Yeah, where's the end game for him? So exactly. Anyways, but what is going. the end game? I know we're we're getting close.
0: Okay, so she interviews one of the patients, her husband. He, she has passed away, and this was one. This woman actually didn't have a life threatening need for this trachea it was just going to make her life better
1: she had a stoma right the she had
0: had had it been in an accident that had left her with a hole in her throat
1: that's what it's it's called the stoma right yeah but she could
0: live with it it was just and he he did surgery on her supposedly to make her life better and she died and now this husband is a widower with a young child and he's sobbing and he can't even say Paolo's name. And Benita's trying to comfort him. And it's just, it's really, really heartbreaking. So only one of the eight patients is alive. And the one that's alive has been in the hospital forever. And he's try- begging to get the trachea removed because he's so in so much pain and so uncomfortable. The police in Sweden have an international press conference to say the results of this investigation that they've been doing on him. They find him negligent, but they aren't pressing criminal charges because they can't prove that his patients would still be alive if he hadn't operated. Damn it. That seems like BS because that one girl, like we just said, it wasn't a life-threatening condition.
1: It seems political to me. It It does. Somebody's trying to save their own skin.
0: Absolutely. And... Even if these people wouldn't have died eventually, they would not have died in the sort of agony
1: that they died.
0: They might have just passed away peacefully. The whistleblowers are furious. They think it's sending the message that doctors can do whatever they want and you can use people as human guinea pigs. He goes on Swedish TV, Paolo, to defend himself. And he's blaming everyone else. It's everyone else's fault. And he says he might keep using the tracheas. Decided yet. It's like he's an insane person who doesn't care that eight people are dead, or seven. So Benita tries to talk to him. She calls him from an Italian number that he won't recognize, and he says he won't be recorded. So we can't hear what he's saying, but we see her side of the conversation. And she's saying he's vaguely apologizing, but won't explain anything about the Pope or... Bill Clinton or the other families that he has and the other wives or whatever. And then he just hangs up on her. And then he goes on another interview show on Iceland TV and he calls himself a victim. He says he's been victimized and treated in a way that he would never treat the worst animal because of how the press is maligning him. And he says he's a medical pioneer and... The guy who did the first heart transplant, he had complications and no one believed he could do it. But now look at it. It's it's okay. I can't even. Yeah. Benita now is recovering from this. She's gotten her job back. Her daughter seems to be doing well. And she feels like she's alive to tell the story, even though these patients aren't. So she wants to tell the story. And the last thing she does is she goes to that bridge with the locks and the keys, and she throws his ring into the water, to which I say that ring is still worth $1,000.
1: She's It throwing might be a- worth more than $1,000 because in the extra bits, did you see that one? No. She has it appraised again before she throws it in. And, and she won't much- tell us. She doesn't tell us. But it's enough that the guy said, you're really going to, because she told the jeweler that she was going to throw it in the water. And it was enough that he said, do you mind if I go fishing for it? like, made a joke. So maybe it's worth a little bit more, but probably not more than five grand.
0: No, but I guess the symbolism of it is worth it to her.
1: It totally is.
0: Not for me. I still want that $1,000.
1: I would want some sort of money back, you're right. but I I would would throw a
0: fake ring. Okay, so you watched these extra features. I did. Do you have things to talk about? The Bill Clinton story I thought was good.
1: Yeah. One of the questions was, what you know were there any red flags? And she tells this story about her friend who happened to be in a restaurant in upstate New York, probably a small, fancy restaurant, and the only other people in the restaurant that night were the Clintons, were Bill and Hillary. And she starts texting Benita and saying, oh my God, or she calls Benita, and she says, oh my gosh, we're in this restaurant with Bill Clinton. Can I say something about the wedding? This
0: is now still before the wedding, but this is after apparently Bill, who was supposed to introduce the dance... Yeah. Had canceled. Right. Paolo had said he's now going to be out of town. He can't come. Right. And then the friend sees him. It seems like fate. Right. Like, what are the odds that her friend is in a restaurant and the only other people in the restaurant are the Clintons?
1: That's what she could have said. I'm so sad you're not going to be able to make it to the wedding or something And he would
0: have been like, what wedding?
1: Right, exactly. And then... So, because Benita immediately tells her, well, don't say anything to the Clintons yet. Let me ask Paolo. And Paolo, of course, says, "Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. It's pretty top secret. You know, let me text Bill. Let me text Bill or call him. And then a few minutes later comes in and says, oh, he's out of network. And... The way she describes it is sort of like put a little knot in her stomach and I'm yeah. like, Yeah, that would, because her friend had just called her from the restaurant and her friend obviously isn't out of network. It's yeah. not like Bill is using Cricket Wireless. You know. <laughs> Bill's not Bill's not on straight talk. Bill's like on a good plan, I'm sure, that he gets network coverage wherever mm. he goes.
0: But the way she says it when she asks Paolo, he doesn't panic. His face doesn't go white. No. He laughs. Oh, that's funny. What a funny coincidence that she's there. That's how smooth he is. He doesn't go, oh, my God, um, no, um, no, don't say anything. He laughs like, oh, ha, um, maybe don't say anything. It's kind of secret. Let me text Bill and say, casual. No, he's- Like, he thinks it's funny. He's He's laughing.
1: That was one of the other questions was, how did Paolo have time to sort of keep up with all these lies? How did he keep all this stuff straight? That's exactly what she said, that he was just- it was like it was nothing. Everything just sort of rolled off his tongue. He had this really easygoing manner. She said the one thing that he had, though, was four phones. One U.S. phone, a Spanish phone, a Swedish phone, and a Russian phone. And she said there's a really good chance that he was sitting across from me at the kitchen table speaking in Russian on one of these phones and to another woman that he was doing the exact same thing to. Then she would have never known, you know. But
0: she wanted him to be the person that he was pretending to be. Of course. And she was in such a vulnerable state. Oh, my God. Her daughter had just become, you know, lost her dad. She had lost her ex-husband. Then she finds out she might have cancer from these tumors, these fibroids. So she needs massive surgery. She's so vulnerable.
1: He just dropped in at the perfect time. And I don't even know if he knew how perfect it was at the beginning.
0: Right. Because they met through work. I don't, he wasn't seeking out like on Establishmental, like he wasn't seeking out single moms. He had met her through work. But I think one of the things that she said that was so, made so much sense to me is that he didn't just say it all at once. Like, hi, I'm Paolo and I'm friends with Bill Clinton and I know the Pope. Because if you met someone and they said that, you would say, ha, ah, that's hilarious, no way. But right. he trickled out yes. this information over time.
1: Over time, right. If,
0: if slow and a constant drip. Of
1: craziness and you start to accept it. No, absolutely. I don't. And this woman, again, like Michelle, is intelligent. Right. And she's an investigative journalist. It's her job to be skeptical and ask questions. And it's just she didn't see the forest for the trees because it's just exactly what you said. This very slow build Mm -hmm. of lies.
0: Just you see what you want to see. So it happens to even like the smartest women. So I should give Michelle a break. From you last did. Time.
1: You gave her a break last time. Okay. I good. made sure that you gave her a break.
0: Okay. Good. And also another thing that I thought was interesting was he can get away with being off the grid, like Michelle would say. He can say, "I'm a doctor." He'll say, "I'm going to be in a 36-hour surgery.
1: Yeah, she's not going to be yeah. able to reach me. Yeah,
0: and that makes total sense. So she would assume, but he could be with his other family. Right. At that time."
1: It's just and that's what and that's what exactly what Mystery Man, what Liam did to Michelle, too. He would right. say, you can't reach me between this time and this time. He would sort of go off, but it made sense because... But it did
0: not make sense because he was saying he was doing secret stuff for the British government. Right. That doesn't make as much sense. I would question that way more than I would question a doctor being in surgery.
1: That's true. No.
0: When, when Benita and Paolo reached the point where he said he worked for the CIA... And was a trained sniper. That was her breaking point where she realized he's a pathological liar. Right. Liam started at that point with Michelle and she bought it.
1: No, he did not start at that point. He said that he was a driver. He said he that's was basically true. a glorified chauffeur, which that's could true. be believable, you know?
0: Yes, that's true. That's true.
1: And then, He did
0: build into the spy stuff slowly. Yeah.
1: And then, so there are a couple of other things. Then one nice thing is she says that she does still believe in love. Oh, I thought that was good. He didn't ruin her. Um, that's great. And she says she wants love again and she is dating again.
0: Oh, good. for yeah, her! I
1: think that's great. Um, and then the, the last thing they ask her is, do you have advice for women who are questioning their own relationship? Oh, and the thing that she said was, if things seem too good to be true, they probably are. Mm. The fact that she had never, ever seen that house in Barcelona where they were supposed to be living. And she said towards the end, they argued about that a lot. And she said, if there's a part of your partner's life that is just blacked out, that should be a huge red flag for you. There should be no major things that are just right. off limits. You can't know what his job is. You can't see Meet where his he's. children. All, but then again, she said she met his mother and his sister. His sister's daughter was going to be in the wedding. That's true. So again, it's that same thing with Mystery Man where the parents are kind of involved and Enabling smiling it. and shaking yeah. hands, right? Knowing Unless that those
0: were hired actors.
1: Maybe. Knowing that their son is a complete cad. What or do they still think he's great and they're all just a family of narcissists, just like a little narcissist nest. I don't know. <laughs> so
0: So is Oliver a con man? That's the that's the question. Yeah, it's a really good question. Are there blackout things? that you are not allowed to know about. Does he have any tattoos that don't make sense?
1: Yes, he has a few. He has one, one of his tattoos. So Oliver, Mm -hmm. for everyone, is Dutch. He was born in Amsterdam. And so when I made the comment last time about him having a green card, he is actually not a U.S. citizen. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. 90-day fiancé.
1: But also I feel like I'm a little bit of a jerk because there's a 40% chance that I married him so that I could have dual citizenship. Because I think that's cool. And I think I'm going to gallivant around Europe. Yeah. Yeah, we know that I try to be fancy. But he does have this very strange Dutch shipping tattoo. It's A-V-O-C. Hmm. And it's a weird symbol. And it looks like a little bit like an Illuminati type thing. (gasps) I'm not going to lie to you. And it's the first tattoo he ever got. And it's Hmm. prominent on his chest. Isn't that funny? I don't know if you've ever even seen it. Suspicious suspicious yes very suspicious about that but then says he doesn't speak dutch there's a few things he doesn't
0: have an accent
1: he doesn't have an accent at all but then both things are adding up both of his parents have accents things are not his mom has a bit of a french accent and Uh, his dad is from is ukrainian but grew up in the uk so it's a british accent and so there are things that we don't he rides a motorcycle
0: this is fascinating
1: I know. There's got to be. We were all suspicious of him when he came on the scene. He came on very fast, and then he wanted me to move in very quickly, and then we got engaged and married very quickly. He's an MI6 agent. Should we have been more suspicious? Are you a bad friend?
0: No, I just thought he was going to murder you, and I said it in public many times so you that did. if something happened, everyone would know it was him. I feel like I did all I could.
1: But what then else the, am I supposed to do? The problem, Should I have
0: investigated more? Made phone problem, calls?
1: Yeah, because now the problem is too is that he said what Kimberly would not be able to talk because Kimberly would also go. He's going to take both of us out. It's now a double deal.
0: Oh, that's not fair.
1: I know it happens. All right, so now we have a very special segment. Sorry, Oliver. He doesn't listen. It's fine. Um, we have a very special segment called the Super Sleuth Awards.
0: Oh, yeah. And we I have a listener. About
1: this. Yes, we have a listener who is a Super Sleuth. So this story comes from one of our listeners who helped catch and convict this guy who had been cyber-stalking women. So I'm not going to talk in a lot of specifics about the case because the criminal is now out. And so I want to make sure that she is safe uh, and her family is safe. But because he seems like a real creep. Anyways, here's the... the gist of the story. So what happened is this guy apparently would get super coked up, go online, and was really tech savvy. And he would go online at night and take photos from people's (gasps) phones or email. Like he'd break into basically your email accounts, your social media accounts, your phone, to either get nude photos or then use your head to Photoshop into (gasps) nude photos and then send them to all your friends and family. (gasps) So, I mean, he's the worst kind of person, right? Like, that's, again, human garbage. Like Um, your
0: coworkers, everyone that's on your phone.
1: Just, like, go to your contacts list and send. And then also when... The pastor
0: at your church.
1: Yeah. And then he also got... When the police searched his house, it turned out he had a ton of GHB at his house, mm. too. So he says that he never tried to use that to date rape, but, like, he used mm-hmm. it for his own personal uses. But I'm like, no, that's, that's a problem. So he was put in jail for three years, and he pleaded guilty to two dozen charges. Mm. I can't even whatever. imagine No, it's really how really... much
0: that would ruin someone's life.
1: Yeah, so according to our informant, our special super sleuth, uh, Uh there were 21 other women in the town that she lived in. And he was apparently really, really sneaky. He knew how to use burner phones and like IP scattering devices and programs so they couldn't track where this stuff was happening from. So you never knew where it was coming from. Uh, it's... And
0: why? He never said why. It was just so he could
1: be. No, he, he did. He it was basically he was he said he was high on drugs and he got bored. He got bored. So he's just a terrible, terrible person. You um, know what?
0: Try Einstein riddles. Einstein's riddles when you're bored or Sporkle or Bonza. There's no reason to be that bored, people.
1: Oh, he says he knew a lot of the victims, too. That's really bad. I bet bad.
0: these were girls that wouldn't date him. And this is his way of getting back at them.
1: Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Some of them had known him just for years and didn't know it was him. So what happened is they created what is called a honeypot. And this is a trap that basically what it does is it traps your IP address if you click on the link. And so what our super sleuth did, who, by oh, the way. that's
0: not what I thought a honeypot was.
1: No, that the honeypot is the trap.
0: Other, in like spy things, a honeypot is a person who goes and seduces the the person they're trying to, like an archer, he had to do a honeypot and he had to pose as a guy, a gay guy and go take down these, this gay criminal guy. Hmm. And that's, they called that the honeypot. Hmm. There's two different kinds of honeypots.
1: That's really funny. This is not that at all.
0: So she she did not have to she use did him. not
1: have to use her body no and okay. he had already you know pretty much she was one of the victims so he had already tried to ruin her life so here's what happened she enlisted some of her super tech savvy friends to create this honeypot um, and so what it looks like if you're looking at it is it looks like just a normal link so you're trying to get the person to click on this link and then what it does is it sends the IP address and other relevant stuff. Like the service provider, all of that. What device he used to click on it, all of that stuff. It sends and it now, <clears> to the person that created the honeypot.
0: She was doing this without the police knowledge.
1: Yes, she was. She trapped. She him.
0: was. She was just doing this. She on was her done. Own. They couldn't with she a group did of it. her friends.
1: With a group of her super tech savvy friends, is what. It, if I've got it right, that's what happened. She is that's a super sleuth. So she cool. won. So the only the biggest problem she said was trying to get this guy to click on it. Because obviously he's kind of sneaky and a hacker mm-hmm. and can do stuff, so you've got to do something. Like well, he's
0: probably suspicious of links, and, and so yeah, she said. No, know, he knows what they can do. She said,
1: if it's a dumb looking link, there's no, there's no chance. He's not going to click on something that says "hot girls nipple slip," right? He's not. He's well, not. Well, he might
0: because it sounds like he's into that sort of thing. But
1: she said she appealed straight to his narcissism, and because he had this online sort of persona, it's not his real name. But it's what he was using. Be like, you got got by this person's name, and I'm not uh-huh. going to say what the name was. We'll call him Creepy Dum Dum. Mm. So what she did is she she entered a link called Who Is Creepy Dum Dum, trying to get him to click on something with his to, name. To in just it. to
0: just to clarify, he did not go by Creepy Dum Dum. That is the first thing that entered Katie's mind right when she was thinking of a douchey name for this guy.
1: Yeah, creepy, creepy, dum dum, Chad. So yeah. creepy, dum dum chat, and then it pretends like it's a site that's talk That's a that's basically exposing who this person is. That had been so. Of course, he's going to click terrorizing on terrorizing all this girl himself, right? So he it's and the site was set up to look like it was something that had found had found creepy, dum dum out, and this was the site that exposed it. So he of course he clicked on it, and he clicked on it a couple of times. <gasps> Yeah. And was so,
0: there a real site that they had created?
1: Um, I think they never actually had to create a site. They just had to get him to click on the stupid link. So he logged on to his hacking account or whatever and then clicked that link from several devices. And it sends the IP addre- address to her and her techie friends that had set it up. And they were able to catch him. So she went back to the detective who had been working on this case and said, trying here's to get IP justice. Address. And was like, here you go. And she was, and she said, "So I got you that thing that you've been trying to get for months now." <laughs> oh, I love it; it's so oh amazing. My gosh. So this That's is a real amazing. life super sleuth. They caught creepy. She's Dumb Veronica Chad. Mars. Yeah, she is.
0: She's Veronica it, Mars. It's
1: unreal. Yeah, I thought it was so so cool. And also, like later, she sent him this super scathing text. Oh, she was. I can't. I'm not going to read it out loud, but it's basically like. I know who you are and I'm going to catch you. It's so good. It's so good. She's amazing. It's really, really cool. I wish we could talk more in detail. I just don't, I don't want to get her in trouble, but.
0: Because he's out of prison now. Because
1: he's out and he's also kind of savvy. So, I mean. Yeah. He was in jail for cyber crimes. Yeah. But uh, it just stinks too because it's like these people get a few years, you know. I hope he, did he learn his lesson? Is he, doing, no. is he back doing drugs, you know? Probably. Ugh,
0: it's hard. A few years in prison can change a guy who thinks he's really cool and really powerful because he sits behind a computer mm-hmm. when he has to meet actually powerful people in jail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Physically powerful people. Exactly. So maybe he did learn some lessons. Nope, That's nope. crazy. Good for her. How, isn't that cool? It's amazing.
1: So, congratulations, you get our first Super Sleuth award.
0: So, look, in espionage terminology, honeypot and honey trap are terms for recruitment involving sexual seduction.
1: Oh my God.
0: But then it's also in computing a honeypot is a computer security mechanism set to detect, deflect, or in some manner counteract attempts at unauthorized use of information
1: systems. Uh huh. Crazy. Anyways, you have to say you're not all heroes have capes.
0: Not all heroes have capes. There we go. Honeypot, you're awesome. Honeypot we killed We decided it. we were going to call her Winnie, like Winnie the Pooh.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I'd forgotten that.
0: Go Winnie.
1: Winnie the Pooh, because she had a honeypot.
0: Yeah, we get it.
1: Okay, sorry. Maybe <laughs> they didn't get it.
0: They got it, I think. Dang it. So right, I I'm- hope you enjoyed this recap. Um Very special. What- Very special. Would you like us to do more of them? Send us suggestions.
1: Yeah, if you'd like. We love doing some ID special investigative reports.
0: I love ID investigate.
1: That's their logo. Do they whisper it?
0: Uh (gasps) Uh-huh. They go ID investigate secrets. Yeah, exactly. So
1: good. Yay. Okay. Okay, Thanks, everybody.
0: Bye, Bye, everybody. Don't watch alone. Watch... (laughs) with
1: don't watch alone watch with a glass of wine
0: watch with benita's friends because they're really funny
1: find them they seem like a hoot
0: bye Wh- no watch them while andrea andrea bucelli is serenading you wa- watch watch while you're what at a private performance by elton john
1: <laughs> watch <laughs> with the pope watch with the pope there we go
0: watch with the pope <laughs>
1: bye everybody
0: bye